Today is Monday, August the 29th, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, we continue along the 2022 position unit preview series. On today's show, we're talking South Carolina's linebackers entering the upcoming football season. Guys, first things first, I'll look back at the season that was for this position group a season ago. Also, guys, we'll meet the linebackers, and we'll talk most approved, best overall. Season will be successful if and I'll give my overall grade for the unit as well. Also, we got news and notes to get into your listener questions. We have got a packed show for you here on this Monday. And of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at Red Fox Roofing. Guys, Red Fox Roofing is a family-owned and operated residential roofing company born and raised in the Carolinas. They're proud South Carolina Gamecock fans servicing the local Columbia, Charleston, and most of the surrounding areas. They offer free inspections for storm damage, free same-day estimates for full roof replacements, and roof certifications for people getting ready to sell their homes. Also, guys, they know how important shingle quality is when it comes to your roof. That's why they use Atlas Shingles, which is the only shingle manufacturer on the market who's partnered with 3M and has a Scotch Guard protection on their shingles. They offer a lifetime algae-resistant warranty that your roof will never have those ugly black streaks from algae buildup. Now, when it comes to best possible pricing, they've got you covered there as well. Red Fox Roofing is willing to be any written estimate and allows financing as well. They service every home as if it was theirs, and their attention to detail and customer service is truly what sets them apart. Simply put, guys, they always leave it better than they found it. Give them a call today at 84 343-364-3023. That's 843-364-3023 for all of your roofing needs. Also, guys, you can find them on Facebook at Red Fox Roofing. Or if you have any questions, go to their website at redfoxroof.com. That's redfoxroof.com. Be sure to. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. to say to you all to start off today's show 
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is a great week to have a week because it is game week. We finally made it. We finally made it. It is game week. South Carolina, Georgia State as we begin the 2022 football season this weekend. And I cannot wait to see each and every single one of you under the lights at williams Bryce Stadium this Saturday night as we embark on this journey together. Folks, happy Monday. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up Show as always, and we have got a packed show for you here on this Monday. A lot to dive into, a lot to discuss. And again, if you can hear the energy in my voice, yes, I'm always bringing the energy. Yes, I'm always bringing the heat. But I tell you, man, it hits a little bit different today, knowing that, yes, this week the Gamecocks will take the field and finally the countdown will be over as this 2022 season officially gets underway this week. And I almost have to pinch myself saying that because it's like, I thought I was ready. You know, I sat here, I came to the show, I said, you know what, I've been ready for kickoff. I watch football games all weekend. I'm ready. I'm not going to have that same feeling I have every year where it almost feels surreal, but I just can't help myself. As I sit here and I'm like, holy smokes, we've spent so many days, right? Counting down. It's finally going to be here. Toe's going to meet leather. Spencer Rattler and this football team, Shane Beamer and this football team are going to take the field and all these question marks we've had for weeks and months we're finally going to get answers to. Feels good. Folks, again, happy Monday. Hope you're all doing well. I hope this show does find you well. No matter where you are, what you are doing, I hope you had a great weekend, guys. I know me, it was a fantastic weekend hanging out. Shout out my Rippers down in Savannah, Georgia. We had a really, really good time. Great game, Cox. Great people. Um, you know, we really just sat around and probably did what a lot, of you, a lot of you did this weekend, which was watch college football. Take it in week zero. And I tell you what, week zero, the slate this weekend, it was a great primer for the college football season to get going. Obviously, things pick back up this Thursday. we got a couple of SEC games this week on Thursday with Tennessee, Missouri. Also, the Backyard Brawl is on Thursday night. And then, of course, we get into the weekend, and it's just endless college football until Monday night when our dreaded arch rival takes on Georgia Tech. But Week Zero did a lot of wonders for us, didn't it? It, it was a great appetizer for what's to come or just a great start for this 2022 season. Uh, I will say this. We don't have to have long discussion today on it but shout out to Ryan Helinski that performance he had on Saturday my goodness what what a game what a game from the former Gamecocks quarterback what he did Northwestern and I tell you what I really do feel for Nebraska fans here on this Monday because I tell you that game guys reminded me a lot if you did not watch it of course Northwestern beating Nebraska in Dublin that game reminded me a lot of our loss to North Carolina in 2019 when you just knew the Will Muschamp era was over at that point. It was obviously the breaking point for yours truly. I just imagine that somewhere there was a Nebraska fan walking down the street wearing a tank top, bandana, gold chains, and a terrible sunburn going on his cell phone screaming, Fire Scott Frost. He shouldn't have a place to sit tonight in Lincoln, Nebraska. His lake house, forget it. I imagine there's a Nebraska fan out there somewhere who feels the exact same way I felt after that fateful day in Charlotte back 
in 2019. But either way, it was a fantastic weekend. Again, shout out my Rippers down in Savannah, Georgia. We had a great time. And, uh, you know, it feels good to get back there. You know, I can say, guys, I'm so grateful because I'm fortunate enough to where, you know, I, I love, you know, getting out of town and go, quote unquote, going on vacation and sort of detaching, get away, getting out of the studio, if you will. But I'm grateful that I get to do something that, man, I, I really do look forward to getting back. I'm excited to do this show today. I'm excited for this week, obviously. Excited to get down to Columbia. Let's go ahead and get into it, guys. Again, like I mentioned, it is game week. A lot of things are happening this week. That's what we'll get into first, our housekeeping items. Of course, guys, hey, tonight you've probably already seen the announcement on social media, but the season simulation series is not over yet because we have got the bowl game to simulate, and we've got that tonight at 7 o'clock as we'll take on the Maryland Terrapins in the Music City Bowl and of course, there's no reason for that game, right? There, there's there's Gamecock fans. We don't hold any grudge against Maryland, do we? That should be a fun one. I can't wait to see the comments in that. But we will, again, conclude that season simulation series tonight. 7 o'clock, we'll stream it live on YouTube, take it on Maryland. And then, again, that will do it for that series. And, again, I appreciate the love and support, guys, because we've had so many people tune into those either live or after the fact or what have you. And again, I really, really do appreciate you guys tuning in and, and showing love and support. Also guys, let me remind you, right? The TSUS tour also concludes this week at Carolina Alehouse. Obviously though, there is a change. We will not be at the Alehouse location, how we have normally been on Thursday, except this week it will be Tomorrow, yes, tomorrow night at Carolina Alehouse in Columbia, South Carolina, the Harbison location specifically. We will be out there again, the final stop on the TSUS tour. And just to let you guys know, the reason that I did that, I did not want to interfere with what I knew was going to be Shane Beamer's call-in show on Thursday at Backstreet's Grill. I figured all of us were going to be really excited to tune in to that. So instead of Thursday, we will do the TSUS tour tomorrow night at Harbison at the Columbia location. Gets going at six o'clock. We'll have koozies on sale, towels on sale, and again, a fantastic night. And guys, let me just say yet again, and certainly I will voice this again, but the TSUS tour, I mean, it has been a massive success. I had high hopes. I had high expectations. I had a really good feeling about it. And honestly, you guys crushed any hopes and dreams and expectations I had for the TSUS tour. And it's something we most certainly will do again. And I just cannot say thank you enough for everyone who showed up, showed out, and, and showed love on this tour. So again, guys, I truly appreciate it. We'll do it one more time tomorrow night at Carolina Ale House in Columbia at the Harbison location. Would love to see all my Columbia Gamecocks there. And finally, guys, just a quick reminder. You probably again saw this announcement on social media over the weekend, but the TSUS tailgate, of course, returns to Seawells this season's spots 92 to 96. Um, just to give you guys an idea on the time, right? Seawells does not have, and this is one of the reasons we love Seawells, they do not have a time limit in regards to, well, you can only park here four hours before kickoff or five hours before kickoff. We can show up whenever we want. And that's exactly what we're going to do all season long. Kickoff, obviously, 7.30 Saturday night. My crew is planning on being there by noon, guys. Because, again, we want to get out there. We want to watch all the football games, the noon kick, the 3.30 kick. We want to get set up, all that good stuff. Uh, so we'll be out there. The plan, guys, is this. If you're wondering a time, uh, my plan is to be out there by noon. I will be out there by noon. So, again, if you show up at 12.30, I will be there. You show up at 1, I will be there. So just to give you guys an idea, and I'll do this on a weekend, week-out basis, just let you all know exactly when we'll be at the tailgate. Uh, but again, the plan Saturday, get out there at noon, watch all the football. We'll have food. 
We'll have drink. I'm not guaranteeing we'll have all that for everyone who comes, but uh, we might have some snack stuff like that. Either way, though, it's going to be a great time at Seawells as it was each and every single Saturday last year, and I think it'll be even bigger and better this year. And, yes, I will have towels and koozies on hand for sale at the tailgate. And again, really, really looking forward to having you guys out there and partying, hanging out with a bunch of great Gamecocks as we get ready for kickoff Saturday night at Williams Bryce Stadium. Again, guys, that Seawells right across the street from the Rocket and the Fairgrounds, right beside Jay's Corner on that same road. Um, and again, it spots 92 to 96 in the paved lot right next to Seawells. And you will see the TSUS and the big cock club flags flying, you literally will not be able to miss it. So again, guys, really exciting stuff, a really exciting week, but we're not quite done with our preseason content just yet, are we? Because we're continuing through our position unit preview series, and on today's show, we're talking to Gamecocks linebackers heading in the upcoming 2022 football season. Guys, before we do, let's look back at how this unit fared a season ago and really what shaped this group and what shook up this group, I really should say, is the injury to the veteran Sherrod Green. Now, it's great you get him back, obviously, but I really thought, you know, we talked on Friday's show the defensive line and the run defense. And to be fair to that group, you know, the linebackers play into that as well, right? In the 4-2-5 Clayton White scheme, they play into that as well. And I don't think it's a hot take to say that linebacker play has been sort of blah over the last four, five, six years or so, right? You know, you've had your good individual players, right? You've had your you've had your uh, TJ Brunsons and your Ernest Jones and your Sky Moores and, and you've had those guys – but you just haven't had a lot of elite dudes. I don't think anybody looks at South Carolina and says, oh, man, we're linebacker you, man. We just put elite linebackers in the league year after year after year. We just haven't really had those guys. You know what I mean? We just haven't had those guys. And so certainly last year you looked at, you had some talent, but it was going to be sort of a retooling year. Sherrod Green's injury took its toll, no doubt. I think that certainly affected the defense. Obviously, he went down in week two, or excuse me, week three against Georgia, and the Gamecocks were left scrambling from there at a position that the depth was not exactly a strength last year. With Green's absence, Brad Johnson stepped up. He led the way, 74 tackles, four tackles for loss, two and a half sacks. I thought he had a really, really nice season. You know, I'll be honest with you guys, before I looked at the statistics, I didn't realize he finished that highly in statistics across the board. So I think this is a dude, obviously, getting him back. He could be a leader for you. He did register a nice season. I thought Damani Staley had a really good year in his final year in Garnet and Black, 65 total tackles, six and a half tackles for loss, near the tops on the Gamecocks defense, had two sacks. Also, had two interceptions in that big one, that pick six in the game against East Carolina, which, guys, I could argue maybe was the biggest play of the 2021 season. When you think about the fact that if that doesn't happen, Carolina may not win that game. If they don't win that game, they probably don't get the six wins, and everything could have just really fallen apart if that play. I think it maybe is the most underrated play of the season last year. But again, guys, all in all in 2021, just another so-so year for this linebacker core. And you know, I, I think there's a reason you're seeing Shane Beamer and company recruit this position so hard. I, I think there's a reason you're seeing them going out and try to find playmakers to plug holes is because it, it's just a group that, again, has been painfully average. Just call it for what it is over the last five, six years. Uh, and, and hopefully this is a group that can hold their own and maybe take that next step and some young guys contribute. We'll get into that more in just a second. Hey, moving to 2022 this fall, let's meet the linebackers heading in this season. We'll start with redshirt sophomore Debo Williams, freshman Donovan Westmoreland, sixth year Brad Johnson, redshirt junior Bam Martin Scott, junior Mohamed Kaba, freshman Aknaton Shabazz, 
Redshirt freshman Ronnie Porter. Redshirt freshman Andrew Colaserto. I hope I said that correctly. Redshirt sophomore Daryl Ware. Six-year Sherrod Green. Redshirt freshman Colin Bryant. And then freshman Stone Blanton. So, again, a solid group there amongst the Gamecocks linebackers. Let's look at most approved, best overall. Season will be successful if, and I'll give my overall grade for the unit as well. Now, when you talk about most approved for these guys, man, there's a lot of dudes you could list, right? Because I could argue, man, everybody in this group has a lot to prove. Because, again, this is a position unit that I feel like has just left us wanting for more year after year after year after year, right? And there's talent in the room. Nobody thinks it's all SEC elite talent, but there is talent in the room. Now, is there an Ernest Jones? Is there a TJ Brunson? Is there a Sky Moore? I don't know that there is, but there are capable players. But I tell you guys from me, the guy that has the most to prove, and it feels like he's been on campus for 17 years, but I need him to show me because this is, I think I may have said most to prove for him last year as well, but we did not get to see it because he only played in two games. Sherrod Green. This is a group that desperately, yes, you added some nice young players, and I'm going to get into the more in them in just a second. You added some nice young players, but you need your veterans to play their best football, right? And I could say that about all three levels of this defense and really along this football team. You've got a lot of new faces, right? you got a lot of new pieces, but you need your veterans to finally come around. And, and don't blame Green, obviously, for last year, right? He was hurt. He was injured. It was a damn shame that that happened. Now that he returns, he's got a lot to prove in regards to just overall production, but also, is he going to be 110% healthy? How much of himself is he, and what type of player can he be for South Carolina? I think you're. this is a group that's searching desperately for that leader in the middle, right? That leader in the middle, that guy that can be the tone setter of the defense. Who's going to be the leader of this defense? Does it come from the linebacker group? Is it a guy like Sherrod Green? Even if it isn't, he needs to show that he can be a consistent week-in, week-out player and a positive contributor for this defense, especially in stopping the run. Because, again, I think that was a big area that suffered for South Carolina last year because of his absence. So, for me, guys, most approved is Sherrod Green. Let's move into best overall when you look at this group. And it is the man that led the way in tackles amongst the linebackers last year. Brad Johnson, for me, is the best overall. Again, you look at last year, 74 tackles, four tackles for loss, two and a half sacks. And what I love about Johnson's game is, again, you talk about Clayton White and his 4-2-5 scheme and letting athletes be athletes. And Brad Johnson's a guy that, that, that possesses immense athleticism, right? I think he is going to be one of your two starters because right now, you got a couple of guys fighting for those two starting spots, right? You got Sherrod Green, Brad Johnson, Mo Kaba, and Debo Williams. Those are your top four, and I think it's going to be a mix of those guys to some degree. But I think Brad Johnson, again, not a guy that got talked about a ton last year, but he is a playmaker for this defense, in my opinion. Could be a big-time playmaker. He's a guy that can do sort of everything. He can drop back in coverage. He can get after the quarterback. He can do it He can do it in the run game for you as well. He likes to be physical, likes to put his face in the fan as – one used to say, <laughs> either way, uh, Brad Johnson, a guy I really like. I think he's a playmaker for you and, again, can be a big-time play threat. And, again, maybe he's poised for his best year because he's another guy who's just been here forever. But for me, for this group, best overall, give me Brad Johnson. Let's move in a season will be successful if. What will spell a successful season for the Gamecocks linebackers? And I've been talking a lot about this, this veteran talent, right, these veteran players who, who you're looking towards for leadership and production. But I tell you guys, the season will be successful for the Gamecocks linebackers if help emerges from the talented freshmen. Guys like Stone Blanton, Donovan Westmoreland, 
the Shabazz kid, right? You've got these youngsters that I think need to grow up quickly. If this is a room, let me just put it to you this way. If this is a room, because you're about to hear my overall grade, if they're going to overachieve this season, it's going to have to be because these youngsters, these freshmen stepped up. Because I think, unfortunately, guys, you got a couple of dudes that are just limited. They're not all conference players. They're not all American type linebackers. They're serviceable. They're not bad. But again, they're just that. They're serviceable. They're, they're exactly what South Carolina has been at the linebacker position over the last couple of years. They're just kind of, yeah, you know, they're, they're okay. They're not great. They're not terrible. They're just okay. But you got a couple of young guys, especially a Stone Blanton, who was a big get for you. Donovan Westmoreland was a big get for you. You got a couple of guys that, if they live up to their hype and their potential from the recruiting trail, they could be big-time players for you. So it's it's all about building depth. It's about getting the most out of the guys in your room, on your roster. So I think if help can emerge, you sort of almost know what you're going to get from Green, Johnson, Kaba, and Debo. If help can emerge from some of these young guys and they can play sort of beyond their years, if you will, and show off the reasons why you recruited them and why you wanted them so badly – I think it will spell a successful year, and I think it will help this group to overachieve. And at least, if nothing else, not be a deficiency and an eyesore for a defense that is looking to take the next step in year two of Clayton White. So, guys, again, for me, the Gamecocks linebackers, the season will be successful if help indeed emerges from the touted freshman. Now, that leads me into my overall grade for this group. And if you've followed me long enough, again, I think you already know where I'm going to go with this. If you've been listening to this show, I think you already kind of know where I'm going to go with this. I do love the way they are recruiting with this group. I'll tell you this, too. I think one of the most underrated uh, underrated ads to this coaching staff, Sterling Lucas, coming from the NFL ranks, right? He's helping out with edge guys, linebackers, what have you. I think that was a fantastic pickup by Shane Beamer. He brings the NFL wisdom to the college game, and he's a dude who's had a lot of success. He's been around the best defenses in the NFL, so he knows what it looks like, right? And again, I love the way they're recruiting. Hey, they're going after some big-time guys. Pup Howard, sort of the leader of the class in regards to that, right? They're going after big-time dudes that are going to help them at the linebacker spot. But we're not talking about the linebacker room next year or two or three or four years from now. We're talking about this group, Okay. And I'll say this, I do love the potential of guys like Stone Blanton. I think Stone Blanton plays this year. I I think Stone Blanton helps you. Now, maybe not immediately, but I think at some point he will be in the rotation and he will play. I like Donovan Westmore a lot, a guy that South Carolina stole from Georgia, right? Obviously, pretty good player. If the dogs want him to play linebacker, I do like his game. Shabazz, we'll see. Um, I I like the upside and the potential there. You know, the the veteran presence, getting Sherrod Green back, obviously, is huge. I think Brad Johnson, again, a guy, his his game I like a lot. He can do sort of a little bit of everything, very versatile, very athletic. Um, Mo Kaba, I, I think this has got to be a breakout year for him. I think someone that, you know, again, very highly touted in recruiting and, and is an athlete for you and somebody who's very physical as well. But, you know, I think the Gamecocks need to see him play his best football this year. And then Debo Williams, you know, the transfer from Delaware. And guys, I said this on the Daily Crow, and I'll say it yet again. I mean, if you need any indication, if this hurts your feelings, maybe this ain't the show for you. If you need any indication of where this linebacker room is, Debo Williams at one point, and he might still be, was a one for this group. And I'm not saying this to slander Debo Williams. I'm certainly not doing that. But it just goes to show someone transferred in from Delaware, right, 
has climbed up the depth chart in a pretty short amount of time. We're talking about a guy that did not play last year, really didn't play hardly at all, played special teams, that's about it, has climbed up. And maybe he's just improved that much, but has climbed up and is possibly now a starting linebacker, right? Maybe he's made great strides, but I think it just goes to show this is not exactly the deepest room on the defense or on this football team. Again, I'm not here to slam the kid, obviously, but depth is a concern. Quality depth, I should say, is a concern. And getting big-time ball players and big-time athletes in this room, it is a bit of a concern. Again, I like the guys. Hey, I think Debo Williams can have a great year, and I'm obviously pulling for him to have a great year. I like Green. I like Johnson. I like Kaba. Is it an elite room? Absolutely not. Do I see it very similarly to last year when I gave it a C- minus going in the season? Yes, I do. And I think this group, I look at them and I say, it's just kind of the same old thing we've had the last couple of years, where the linebacker core, they're not great. They're, they're not terrible. They're just blah. And so for that reason, they're blah. The overall blah grade I give them is a C. Again, sort of right there in the middle. I think if you look at where they'll fall in the SEC, you'd probably rate them about the the seventh or eighth, maybe ninth best unit in the SEC in regards to linebackers. And again, there's a reason why Shane Beamer and company are recruiting this position so hard. And again, I want to go back and make it clear. I'm not trying to slam Debo Williams at all. But guys, you got to keep it realistic. You can't sit here and vouch and say, oh man, stars are everything. They matter. You know, blue chip ratio. We got to get to this, this, this. And it's an imperfect system. But when you look at depth and where guys are falling and who's coming in and playing and competing for serious snaps and playing time, it kind of shows you it's like, we, we need help. We need help, right? We need help in this room. So again, I want to make that clear because as we solve the weekend, people get all in their feelings when you start talking about their favorite players. But guys, this ain't feelings. This is business. We're trying to win football games and put quality football players out there. And right now, the linebacking core, it does need help. First couple of guys are solid, but it needs help. And there's a reason you're recruiting this room the way you are. So again, give me a C. I, I think it's a room that Sherrod Green, as long as he stays healthy, I think they'll be serviceable. I don't see them being great. I don't see them being a strength of this defense. The good news is in the 4-2-5, right? In the 4-2-5, athletes can be athletes. Athletes can make plays. I don't think they're going to ask too much of these guys, but I just don't see it right now being a strength of this room. There aren't any TJ Brunsons. There aren't any Ernest Jones. There aren't any Sky Moores. There aren't any Jasper Brinkley's. There aren't any Eric Norwoods in this room right now, guys. That's what recruiting's for. So again, lock me in overall grade, a C. For the Gamecocks linebackers. Love to hear your thoughts, guys. That's going to do it for my breakdown of the linebackers. How do you feel about this group? Am I too harsh on them? Who's got most to prove best overall? What would spell a successful season? And how do you grade this unit? Guys, before we get out of here, a couple, one quick note. And before we get into that, we've also got your listener questions. But before we dive into all of that, speaking of football season, why not break the bookie this year? And I'm talking about with our friends over at Prize Picks. You guys love to play spreads totals, futures, all that good stuff. Why not break the bookie with these prop play picks? I mean, prize picks is practically giving money away this football season. Guys, go sign up today at prizepicks.com or go download the prize picks app and use the promo code TSUS at sign up to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, prize picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. Here's how it works. You pick two to five players. You can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. Price Picks allows the mixed sport 
entry. So, for example, you can take the over on Spencer Rattler passing yards, parlay with the under on LeBron. You can do MLB, NHL, NBA, and, of course, college sports, which is why we love Price picks. They've also got a slick, easy-to-use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play, and they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. Again, guys, no time is better than now to sign up and break the bookie with our friends over at Price Picks. That's over at PricePicks.com, and also go download the Price Picks app. Sign up today. When you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Again, that's promo code TSUS. Let's freaking make some money. Let's break the bookie this football season. Guys, before we get out of here really quickly, just one quick note on the gambling note, right? We all love gambling. And to let you all know, of course, since we're back in a game week and we're back in a football season, every single one of our Wednesday shows, we are going to be talking about gambling yet again, right? Our best bet, our SEC gambling pick, some of your favorite content, it will return and on the gambling note, and you will hear more about this on Wednesday, right? You'll hear more about this on the Wednesday podcast. The opening lines, or I shouldn't say really the opening lines, but the updated opening lines have come out from Circus Sports. The Gamecocks still sitting as a 12-point favorite in this ball game, heading into game week against Georgia State. Now, I will give you my full thoughts on that spread, how I'm feeling on it, what I think the best bet is. But do with that information what you will. Gamecocks sit minus 12. Really an interesting total also, the over-under sitting at 56.5 for South Carolina, Georgia State. Again, we'll talk more about those on Wednesday, but some really, really intriguing stuff that just sort of sort of gives you an idea you know, about what Vegas is thinking and how the Sharps see it. And a lot of times, unfortunately, they seem to be right a lot. But granted, you know, Vanderbilt was a, what, seven and a half point favorite. And they won the game by 53 or whatever it was. So you just, you just never really know, right? You never know what's going to happen, but it does give you a good indication of at least what they are thinking and how the game might go. All right, before we get out of here, guys, let's get into your listener questions. Jay McClary 28 says, not about the linebackers, but about Halinski. Had a pretty good game against Nebraska. Yeah, he balled out, dude. He, he balled out, and uh, it was honestly fun to watch. It, it really, really was, man. I mean, we, we all got love for Halinski, and no matter what your opinion is, oh, he just lost his job, or Bobo screwed him, or Muschamp screwed him. I mean, you wish the kid success. And, and it was a lot of fun to watch, a lot of fun to see. Glad to see him flourishing. And, uh, you know, I mean, really, truly, honestly, it's a shame it didn't happen in a Gamecocks uniform, but, it, you know, everything happens for a reason. So it is what it is. Uh, Judd Rupp says, is the linebacker position still our weakest part of the defense? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, you're comparing it, if you're just breaking it down, D-line, linebackers, secondary, right? How, how could you say that linebackers aren't the weakness out of those three? I mean, you're certainly not going to say the linebacking core is better than the secondary, right? And I would argue the defensive line, I'm almost just sheerly because of depth, is a better room um, than the Gamecocks linebacker. So, again, listen, it's it's no secret. I don't think anybody's going to be upset by me saying that this is a room that you need to build recruiting. You need to add talented players. You don't have any all-conference guys in that room right now. That's a problem. We should be able to put linebackers in the NFL. I don't understand why it's been such a challenge over the history of this program. And we've produced some really good ones, don't get me wrong. Hell, we got an NFL Hall of Famer and John Abraham, whether you want to say he played in the linebacker or what have you, but – it just feels like here lately, we we just we have not had tons of great ones, or we just had just kind of had one guy, and everybody else was sort of meh. They were sort of okay. Um, so yeah. So anyways, I, you know, I, I think it's it's unfortunately it's the weakness of this defense, but I think again it can be serviceable this year. Uh, Jay, my guy John Edward Kruger says, 
Final question. Can the linebackers have a bigger impact than in years past? They need to. And John Edward, again, you make a great point. Yeah, they absolutely need to. We need them to, right? We need to be better against the run. And a lot of stopping the run, it does come down to the linebackers. Not Let's not just pile on the, the, uh, the defensive line. The linebackers have a say in it as well. So, John Edward, great point, great questions. Guys, always appreciate you all being engaging. Thank you all so much again for the love and support. Hey, we are geared up for a hell of a week podcast today wednesday friday daily crow obviously rocking and rolling all week long noon to two and stay tuned guys because hey there's stuff coming i haven't even told you about yet that i'm so excited about cannot wait and hey it is game week folks soak it all in very 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 soon we're talking georgia state we're talking the game this saturday before you know it guys we're going to be waking up on saturday and it's going to be game day And we're going to all come together once again to watch Gamecocks football. Cannot wait, folks. Let's have a damn week. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Have a great rest of your Monday. And we'll talk to you on Wednesday. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.